Welcome to the Nobody Asked Our Opinion podcast, a podcast where two threadbare, flea-bitten hugger-buggers talk all bullshit and all things tra- trash and <laughs> pop culture. <laughs> this hugger-bugger's JJ. And this hugger-bugger's Joanna. And we are feeling good tonight, y'all. <laughs> um, we literally, like, about an hour ago walked out of a drag show with some local queens and there is a two drink minimum and each of those drinks felt like two in themselves oh absolutely they were they were uh they were particularly what's the word i'm looking for generous (laughs) (laughs) that bartender was like fuck y'all up and i definitely ordered a double and it felt more like a quadruple (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah no those are generous pours in my margaritas um but um thank you punchline for having a great drag show and being super safe about it because it felt i felt super safe being there uh, it wasn't the punchline. It was what's the, it was like some cafe. What was the no? Cafe it's, called? It, it was it was a cabaret, <laughs> but it was put on by punchline because those bitches told us to tag the punchline Sacramento when we posted our pictures on Instagram, which we will. Oh uh, well, they made very sure not to say the punchline during their entire show. <laughs> only well, no, uh, only said... to the only to tag them in it. <laughs> Well, it was potentially Sacramento, but it was like, it was the cabaret something or another. I don't know. I'm drunk. I don't care. (laughs) It was a really fun, it was a really fun drag show. Support your local drag queens wherever you are, because just because they're not on Drag Race does not make them any less valid as wonderful performers. No, not at all. These, these bitches turn the party. All oh five my of God. the queens were fucking fantabulous. Well, no, no, four queens and a king. You're right. There was a drag king on the uh, on the roster tonight. And um, not gonna lie, um, we are uh, welcome to we don't know what our sexuality is episode number fifty five because um, Mud the drag king is hot. She is and hot. I don't like. She and I don't like women. spirited. They are. They make prints come to life and make me want to touch all nipples. Um. The. The. Captain Jack Sparrow put the lime in the coconut routine. <laughs> was everything I didn't know I needed in my life. It was so funny, and it was so good, and. I spent way more money than I should have on Venmo tipping all of these uh, drag performers, and I regret none of it. No regrets. I do regret regret ordering that third margarita because they definitely were like, let's just put just tequila in this one. And I didn't finish it because I'm responsible. We also stood outside the, the drag club for like a solid 30 minutes talking bullshit like we do like you would think that we wouldn't have anything to talk about on this podcast oh not even scratching the surface oh, baby, baby. but we definitely <laughs> but we definitely like were responsible talked it out i got home and i went to the bathroom and i was sitting like literally just like was like 
following all the uh, drag performers on social media and then kind of just like drifted off into space for a minute. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, hello. Remember all that tequila you had? You were fine to drive home, but now we're not fine anymore. <laughs> Let's go sit down somewhere else that's not your toilet. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so now I'm in my bedroom. Going, this will be fun. <laughs> Have fun, friends. <laughs> we're not okay. <laughs> so uh, strap in because this will be one hell of a ride tonight. Today, um, whatever. Also, um, fun things to talk about. Um, we also didn't talk about the order of which we talked about things. So usually we're like, hey, let's talk about this stuff in this order. We didn't do that. We're like, mm, let's be fun. Oh. No regrets. No, no regrets. Um, so I guess let's talk about the first thing that happened but this year that didn't even happen this year, but we're still really sad about it, is that um, Betty White passed. And I don't know how to feel about that, but I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I don't know if it's okay to still feel sad. Oh, I, I would argue you can still feel very sad because it is a very strange world we live in in which Betty White does not exist. Um, I watched a compilation on YouTube, um, as you do, of just funny shit Betty White has said um, within the realm of her existence, and it just tickled me. It was just wonderful, funny, silly things that she's done in, uh, like, on SNL or at award shows or in uh, interviews, <laughs> and one of them was... Where is Betty White and she's singing a song and she's like, it's Betty White with six black men. And there's just these six like black, like yes. honking men just ripping off their shirts. And I'm like, that is Betty White with six black men. And I am happy for her. Live your <laughs> multiracial life, multiracial relationship <laughs> life. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so we live in a sad world where there's no more Betty White, but I think she was just like, you know what? We're not gonna, we're not gonna do this 2022 anymore. We're done. And, there, and, and she was like weeks from her hundredth birthday too. I think, when did she turn, she, her birthday was like not far, not far, not that far away. And she was just It's like, like next week. Yeah. And she's like, I can't, y'all. <laughs> but it's this. funny, but but like she could because she was like, I was gonna buy tickets to the Fathom event to celebrate Betty White's hundredth birthday and go to the movie theaters and been like, Yeah, Betty White, you're a hundred, bitch. Work. Work, 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 work. But then she's like, Nah, I'm a bounce. But she was like, you know what? It's my party and I don't feel like it now. So she did it. And you know what? That's fine. Um, but every once in a while, I'll just feel like, I miss Betty White. Or like the Golden Girls theme song will pop into my head, which isn't new. Like the Golden Girls theme song would pop into my head randomly, like all the time. But it, like it would pop in my head. And then like the words are like really sad now that none of them yeah, are still and, alive. And, and it's really sad. Significance now. Oh, 
Um, and but, you best believe that yeah. we, did, we did do a deep dive into uh, some gold, some classic Golden Girls uh, in the last few days, Shane and I. So uh, we we definitely were like, okay, Betty White, we need to celebrate this wonderful, wonderful human being. I think I want to watch the proposal at some point because she's so goddamn funny she's in that so movie. She's so funny in that movie. I love her little scene in that movie. Oh, she has a bunch of scenes in that movie, but my favorite is when she's dancing around a fire pit oh, with yeah. Sandra Bullock singing from the windows to the walls. Let's switch on my balls. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, these bitches call. <laughs> it's so good. It's so silly. And then Ryan Reynolds shows up and he's like, what are you doing? He's, she's like, I, she said to speak whatever moves me. And she goes, balls, balls is what moves you. And the answer Same is yes. Balls, White. balls always moves me. Uh, absolutely, Betty White. Absolutely. So I love her so much, and um, I hope the Golden Girls reunion in the afterlife is gloriously wonderful. Oh yeah, for sure. Our uh, on behalf of the pod, we salute you, Betty White, and we wish you. All the happiness and gloriousness in the afterlife. And thank you for being a friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, guys, JJ does have a heart. You just need to get him a little drunk first. Just give me some whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a heart when I have whiskey, which is why I don't drink whiskey anymore. <laughs> a heart and a hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my family listens to this podcast. Hi, Sorry, Carol. family. <laughs> What's up, Mom? Um, <laughs> anyhow, um, so, um, the first thing that was related to Marvel that we were supposed to get in this new year, um, like at the end of this month, was Morbius. And you know what Sony did? They went, uh-uh, just kidding. Um, there's a few things that are in fact here. One, we can't release another thing that's even remotely related to Spider-Man after No Way Home. That movie made billions of dollars and nobody's going to be like, let's go spend more money on Morbius now. Right, yeah. <laughs> let's not do that. And then the other thing is that um, there's a lot of people catching COVID again because of the Omnicrom. And, Damn that uh, Omarion. <laughs> God damn it, Amarion. <laughs> Go back to B2K where you belong. <laughs> Shit. Uh, do that bump, bump, bump. <laughs> bump, bump, bump. Oh, man. That was a deep dive for very specific listeners. And Children for you, those of no you, idea. for those of you who understood that, you're welcome. If you, um, know, if you know, you know. But um, Morbius has been delayed until April 1st. Um, which is a really big That's delay. That's such a weird, it's also such a weird date. I always, anything that is supposed to happen on April 1st, I'm like, okay. <laughs> sure. I'll believe it when I see yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Of course it's going to be on the, uh, the first of April. Uh, duh. Of course. Of yeah. course. Uh, but, but also, it'll be asking. like, 
it'll also be like the 19th time this movie has been delayed. <laughs> right. Um, but there are also rumblings on the internet, which I don't fully believe, but sometimes the rumblings of the internet are correct, so we'll report it anyways and just make it note that we don't endorse the rumblings of the internet, we just mention them, but the rumblings of the internet is part of the reason why they're delaying this Morbius film is not only because they're like, we're not going to make any money right now, Omnicrom, and we're also not going to make any money right now because Spider-Man's, but if we delay it, we can get Andrew Garfield to film a post credit scene and we can make this an Andrew Garfield's universe. I mean, there has been a lot of talk about getting Andrew Garfield back into... Uh, keep, the... him, keep him in the suit for TASM 3? Mm-hmm. Or, like, even start up a possible, uh, like, new Spider-Man movie uh, with Andrew Garfield in, as the titular character. But, you know, again, it's fanboys just kind of like spouting things out into the universe so who knows at this point oh yeah no the last thing i saw was that people were talking about uh they're going to make us a, a an amazing spider-man 3 it's gonna star andrew garfield he's gonna get attacked by he's gonna get the venom symbiote and he's gonna have to be stopped by toby Maguire and tom holland and i went please don't do that I don't want that movie. That movie was already done with Tom, uh, with uh, Tobey Maguire, and it was really bad. It is famously bad. Please don't do it again. I don't want it again. No, no, please no, no, don't. No. Please, please don't. Um, I, I say nay, nay. Um, if you're about, going to like learning from your mistakes, let's learn from our mistakes. <laughs> right. If we're going to do another movie with Andrew Garfield, I want to see him go rage. I want the Andrew Garfield that they talked about in the movie where he goes, I I stopped pulling my punches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I stopped pulling my punches and I got rageful. And I'm like, oh, I want to see him rageful because Andrew Garfield is like a a, a sweet little butterfly. Oh, yeah. And to see him get all angry would be very, very sexy. Yeah. I mean, Andrew Garfield is the personification of a golden retriever. (laughs) Oh, it would be so good, and he's had such a good year because he did Spider-Man, he did Tick, Tick, Boom. Tick, Tick, Boom was really good. Uh, uh, and the wildly successful movie that uh, that has come from far from home, it just fueled fanboys and like, we need more Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm not mad know. at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But don't make him Venom. Don't make him a Venom Spider-Man, because that would be dumb. We don't want that. We don't want that. You left Venom with Tom Holland. Let Tom Holland deal with the Venom symbiote. Don't give it to Andrew Garfield. He doesn't deserve that. He deserves a wonderfulness. And, uh, but also don't, don't rush it. Don't rush it, Sony. Sony would rush it, because Andrew Garfield would be in the Sony-verse, and I don't want them to rush it. Sony. 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 Listen to us, please. <laughs> we know better. <laughs> Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Don't rush this. <laughs> let it live. Let it breathe. Also, do we know if Andrew Garfield wants to keep doing Spider-Man? He's talked about how he really appreciated doing it, but like, 
he also hit a point to where it was too much pressure and he just stopped. Uh, Somebody check in with Andrew Garfield and see how he's doing because it could have been like, you can tell from the movies that Tobey Maguire is like, if you ask me to do this again, I'm going to tell you no. Like I did, I, I've said goodbye to this character finally once and for all with this uh, No Way Home movie. Like, I feel like Tobey Maguire is like, I, I'm done with the Spider-Man stuff. But is Andrew Garfield done? I don't know. I just also just always want more Andrew Garfield on my screen. I really like him as an actor. I definitely said Far From Home. Yeah, he wasn't in that one. That's the second one. That's the second one with your boyfriend, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh. <laughs> Do it again. Jake Gyllenhaal, your boyfriend. Uh. Do your nipples oh, get hard? Oh, not just my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't stand us. But um, that's the news on Morbius. And then um, we have a friend in the world who has entered the public domain. Winnie the Pooh. Yay! So, Everybody's um, favorite half-naked teddy bear oh the half naked one is not full public domain because that one's still owned by disney if he has a crop top that is a disney one and if you try to utilize it then disney will come after you because they still can because they own the crop top if you have a naked Pooh bear you can do whatever you want because you know what that's public domain because that one's the design by a.a milne for, for sure for sure for sure so I think there's still like, as of right now, like I said, if you're if Winnie the Pooh bear has a crop top, that's red, that is the design that was done by Disney for the films. However, Disney may oh, has lost exclusivity to Winnie the Pooh, because it is now public domain. Because public domain works in the sense that after so many years, um. There is, um, after the death of the creator of the piece, it can enter into public domain. It's like 60 years, 70 years, something like that? I want to say it's like 70 years. It was like, like, like 70 or 75. It was like just a random enough to be like, that's a choice, but okay. (laughs) Um, but we've reached that point to it being so many years after the death of A.A. Milne, um, that it's now public domain. And it's not even just, like, after the death of the creator, it's also, like, not being held by, like, the estate of people, because otherwise there'd be a lot of shit in public domain. So, um, but Winnie the Pooh is now public domain, so if you want to draw a naked Pooh bear and make money off of it you can just don't give it a red crop top because disney will come after you yeah according to u.s copyright it is 70 years as of 1989 all works protect are protected unpublished or published for 70 years from the date of the author's death yeah it's so fucking random but um naked pooh bear is uh up for grabs friends Start going crazy. Um, Also, um, already, as far as, like, 
Pooh Bear like things because it's public domain. I want to say Ryan Reynolds has already made a video about Winnie the Pooh because it's public domain. And I want to say it's probably raunchy. <laughs> but I haven't watched it yet. I'm just assuming because it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I mean, Star Trek's, I, I would say. <laughs> but um, there you have it. That's That's the news. Hooray. Let's talk about drag. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about drag. Um, all right. We're going to enter the Drag Race 20. It is a, a time segment of 20 minutes and only 20 minutes where we get to talk about drag race and all things drag. Um, except for the uh, the intro where we talked about drag. But we went to a drag show and we're drunk so we don't care. but we time ourselves to talk about drag in the segment uh specifically drag race because if left to our own devices we talk about it forever so um this is for your protection not ours because we don't need protection we don't use protection (laughs) just in this instance Mm. Uh. Uh. um so jj's gonna set a timer and once he says go we'll start talking timer when the timer goes ding or buzz, or when he goes, oh, the timer went off if it didn't pick up on the mics because we're special like that. Uh, we'll stop talking, and that'll be the end of the Drag Race 20. And Jonathan will be like, thank God, I don't have to listen to them talk about that anymore. <laughs> and we're talking mid-thought, mid-sentence, mid-syllable. We will stop the moment the timer goes off. Yeah. And you're very welcome. <laughs> okay, are we ready? Ready, set go uh, there's no real new drag race stuff to talk about um we'll except for queen of the universe Friday. yeah 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 yes um which will be all up in uh next week for drag race 20 mm-hmm. um believe you me um but i we finally have a re- week without drag race and it's kind of jarring <laughs> yeah it's a little well i mean i haven't seen the finale of uh queens of the universe I meant to do that today, but uh, boyfriend and I have been randomly binging Empire and loving it, so I don't apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have finished Queen of the Universe. Um, I won't spoil who won for you because that would be rude and unkind, and I'm not that kind of person. But I will say I thought it was funny because it came out during the holiday season, and so uh the the three queens that are left got to sing um holiday songs and the first two queens that go sing very public domain songs i was like is this how these bitches got got around uh having to spend money for like all of this money for like the queens to sing two songs and then the third queen did not sing a public domain song and i was like okay Okay. Maybe not. Either that or because it was Ada Vox who sang a song that wasn't public domain. It's like either that or Ada Vox is like, I'm singing Pure Imagination and you're going to deal with it. Fuckers. And they're like, fine. <laughs> but like they were like super like, uh, who was it? Um, Aria B. Cassidine saying Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's a choice. It was fierce. But saying Rudolph the... Because I heard, like, you see the song title at the bottom, you're like, why are we... Bitch turned it out. And then a Grag Queen sang uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. But, like, in the style of, like, The Temptations. Oh, that's interesting. 
It was also fierce. Um, but you're also kind of like, because Grad Queen came out first and I was like, huh. And then Arya B. Cassidy comes out singing Rudolph and I'm like, are they, did they make them sing public domain songs? And then, like I said, Ada Vox came out and was like, it's not really a Christmas song, but I feel like it could be a holiday song, so I'm going to sing it anyways. Sure. Pure Imagination <laughs> from Willy Wonka. And I was like, that's not public domain. That is very much owned by people. <laughs> but okay. Um, but it was interesting, and they were choices. Um, but they uh, they all did really well. I will say, in the second round of singing, somebody goes noticeably off key and Michelle Visage during the like during the song while this is happening goes oh no oh no (laughs) (laughs) and I was like yeah they get back on pitch and it was fine but they 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 (laughs) find you're like find the key girl find the key Um, but yeah, they, they went off and you're like, oh, that makes my heart sad. Um. It is sad when you, when you have to live through that moment with a performer and you're like, oh, they're the girl. Cause you're like, I bet you sang that song a hundred other times and every other time has been perfect all the time. And this time your note just went away and you're like, cause you can see it on her face too. And it was just like fuck that's not my note yeah. that's unfortunate when that happens and it happens to every it happens to the best of us yeah best of us worst of us everybody has gone everybody's off key at some point it. everybody's done and it. here go pop <laughs> nope that's not right and unfortunately for her it happened on a you know massive yeah. stage where everybody around the globe got to watch you know just a just a just a little, just a little bit. It just like it just a casual gig. Yeah. Um, just tip spot. But, a little bit tip spot. <laughs> just a little tip spot. It was fine. No big deal. Um, but it was uh, it was good. It was like um, one of the performances made me cry. So there's that. You won't cry because you have no soul. But I cry at everything, and I was like. <gasps> So, um, there's that. Um, but it was real good. I'm really excited for, uh, Drag Race to be on my television. And by on my television, I mean watch it after midnight on, uh, Netflix UK with my VPN. That's right, because isn't season 14? Because I don't have a way to, I, I have no way to stream VH1. Yeah, it's on VH1. Because I don't have cable. And they don't have, like, a streaming service. Um, oh, but I gave the gift of drag very recently. One of my friends on Facebook had posted that. Uh, she was like, does anybody have a Paramount Plus account? Because I really want to watch, I really miss watching Drag Race. And I was like, girl, I got Amazon. You can log on to my Amazon and watch All Star 6. I was like, I can't give you season 13 or even season 12, but because it's not on there, but you can watch All Star 6. And it's just like, I'm going to binge it now. Thank you. I was like, you're welcome. Everybody should have the gift of drag. And All Star 6 was fucking fierce. Oh, Kylie Slayer still sexually confuses me. To this day. I. Same. (laughs) She a woman. I'm a woman, and I'm like, God, you're pretty. (laughs) God's so sexy. 
love me. And she can turn oh. she can turn a potentially bad on stage mishap into a fierce somersault. <laughs> Oh my, I've watched like compilations of like moments, of, like the minute you knew, like over the past year, like the minute you knew a queen was going to win. And uh, it was like for Kylie, it was, it was like, oh yeah, no, that somersault was like, oh, well, I guess she won. Mm-hmm. Whereas like other ones like Carmen for, uh, Carmen for Lala, it was like that bitch walked in and you're like, oh, so she's winning. <laughs> that one? For real. Yeah. That one? Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm so excited though. I'm really excited to see these queens. Um, oh, I the RuPaul's Drag Race YouTube channel, uh, posted like a video of the new queens for season fourteen. Um, and it was uh them asking them who their favorite drag queen was, from like Ru Girls, and uh, all of them were like answering like. Four of them said Alyssa Edwards, which I thought was hysterical. Um, because Alyssa's some of them had like. The girls. Oh, yeah. No, I just thought it was. I just so thought it was funny. For, them, for, her, for oh. Alyssa and all that she like, all that she represents in drag. Even oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying it was a. I'm not saying it was a controversial thing. I just thought it was funny that like three or four girls in a row were like, oh, Alyssa Edwards. Um, Alyssa Edwards is my, is my girl. And I'm like, that's fair. That's hysterical. There's like 900 drag race queens out there right now, but Alyssa's fierce. I think she's great. Um, one of them, who was it? It was, uh, Willow Pill. The, the one who's, uh, related to Evie Oddly. Um, she, she goes, my favorite drag, uh, drag race girl is Tammy Brown. And I was like, hell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Justice for Tammy Brown. Yes. She's <laughs> teleporting the bars. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'll see you walking children in nature. <laughs> oh my God. I love Tammy Brown so much. Oh my God. Turn it around, Mimi. Turn it around. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and then uh, I want to say it was Orion was like, well, if I had to pick my favorite Rue girl as of right now, it would be me. Because I'm a Rue girl now. And so I love me because and I was like, oh, I can't stand you. But I love that answer. <laughs> I hate you, but I love it. My favorite root girl as of right now would be me. Because <laughs> all you bitches suck and I'm amazing. <laughs> um, and I don't remember who it was, but one of them didn't even name a root girl. Like they, oh, it was uh, Maddie Metamorphos. Like didn't even name a root girl. They were like, Cause they go like, cause they ask everybody who's their favorite like drag queen, and all of them are like, oh, my favorite Rue girl is blah blah blah. And Maddie goes, my favorite drag queen are all the local queens that I work with, that that I've worked with back at home because I've seen them scrimp and like 
claw their way to the top to get to where they are right now. And I just have mad respect for that. And I'm like, you better work. But also because it was, the, uh, she was the only one not to mention a rude girl is also like, but do you watch the show? <laughs> Tamar, do you watch the show? <laughs> have you seen the show, have Tamar? Seen the show? Have you seen the show, Tamar? <laughs> um, so I kind of like, well, because part of me was like, yeah, support your local queen, but you also should have followed that up with, but my favorite rude girl is Alaska or something like that. Like, yeah, something safe. Like, I do all that and then show me that you've seen RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> right. Because that answer, like, screamed to me while I was... Because... And honestly, if any other drag queen on this would have given the answer, oh, my favorite drag queen are the local queens I work with because of blah, 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 I would have been, like, fierce. But because Maddie is a, str- a cisgendered straight queen, my immediate thought was, has she seen Drag Race? Does she know? Can she name another drag queen from Drag Race? Uh, I like the one with the big eyes from the YouTube. Tracy? Tracy Martell? And also I thought it was funny that Carrie Colby was like, I love Alyssa Edwards. And I'm like, aren't you like really good friends with Willem in Alaska? Because they like Willem was like, I'm so excited that Carrie's on the show. I love Carrie Colby. And I was like, <laughs> but your favorite queen's Alyssa Edwards. Well, not that, isn't she like the daughter of like one of the like most legendary queens in the community? Could have said like, oh, my drag mom, Sasha Colby. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I think it was, like, specifically was, like, oh, I should probably name a Rue girl because that's what they're kind of asking for is for me to, like, name a legendary Rue girl. And, wow, hates Willem. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, because they'd show clips of the queens, like, on, like, from their season. And so, like, and it was because when Willow Pill was like, my favorite drag queen's Tammy Brand, I was like, yes. And then it was like, they, she kept talking and we still hadn't seen a clip yet. I was like, are they seriously not going to show any clips of Tammy? And then they did. Uh, I was really like, but I was hey. like, I would have been like, I know that RuPaul hates Tammy Brown right now, but goddamn. <laughs> yeah. But but they eventually did. And I was like, oh, never mind. But uh, yeah. Kidding. But it was, it was exciting because not all of the answers were, like, obvious answers to me as far as, like, who's your favorite Rue girl? Like, the fact that somebody said Tammy Brown, like, that made my life. I was like, fucking love Tammy Brown. Tammy Brown is a good, like, kind of off the cu- off the beaten path choice. I do think that saying Alyssa Edwards is, is your favorite dra- drag queen is kind of is kind of a safe bet. I don't think there's any. I, you can't talk to a drag queen in the community, especially amongst the blue girls, and be and not be like, yeah, I have huge respect for for Alyssa Edwards. If it was like, I like uh, uh, a. Uh, 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 I'm gonna, uh, my favorite drag queen is uh, Sasha Bell. <laughs> no, I'm thinking uh, Lopez. Oh, I mean, Nisha Lopez more... though was uh, well. I was gonna say Nisha Lopez was a Miss Continental, so. <laughs> but I mean, like even I was, I'd feel that that was that's even more off the beaten path than even a Sasha Bell. 
Oh, or like a or honey mahogany. Like, yeah, like nobody really talks about Nasha in the drag in the drag race community, even though as a great tra- drag queen herself, wildly successful. Like you said, she was Miss Continental. But like yeah. nobody really talks about Nasha Lopez when they're like, oh, top rule girl, go. Nisha Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's your favorite drag queen from Drag Race? Um, Nicole Page Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Page Brooks from Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> oh, who's your favorite root girl? Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix. Penetration. Oh. <laughs> uh... Oh, I uh, I'm excited for all the drag races. Oh, you know how I always say I'm never gonna remember any thought that I have from the previous week because it just flits away. I remember a thought. Ooh, thoughts. I know it's so exciting. Um, uh, and you'll be like, and I'm sorry, but we're out of time. Um. <laughs> Um, and there goes the timer. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I have a thought that it was because we're talking about like seasons of Drag Race that were coming up or that were rumored to be coming up. And I keep hearing again through like channels that aren't necessarily like rumor channels that are like that are like, you know, oh, here's this wild speculation about Drag Race that everybody's going to talk about and it's going to be true. Like, I've been hearing again that Drag Race Superstars is something that's actually happening this year. And it's going to be like, it'll be like, yeah, so um, International All-Stars is UK versus the world. And that's going to be, you know, the one that we talked about with uh, all of these queens. And then the host city is going to be the UK and they'll be doing... Uh, an international season of drag race there superstars is the all winners season that they've been joking about happening but they're like no nah, it's not really happening and so i've been hearing again rumors that are popping up after we thought it was been shut down saying that drag race superstars was going to happen and it was going to be an all winners season and i'm still trying for the life of me to figure out which like who of these bitches who have actually won would actually go back into the thunderdome because like the oh, only oh <laughs> a, a lot of them are like unless they really up the money i mean to be fair queen of That's the universe fair. got 200 uh, like got a quarter of a million dollars mm-hmm. um oh my god and so okay so one of the funniest things though from queen of the universe was that uh, so graham norton was asking all of the queens like about like oh what would you do if you won like what would you do with the money and so he asked grad queen he goes grad queen what would you do with a quarter of a million dollars and grad queen goes are you kidding um the conversion rate if i back in brazil i would like it's like 1.7 million dollars i'd be a millionaire bitch (laughs) (laughs) but like because like bob has come out though and been like it would have to be like a million dollars for me to come back to be worth like canceling all of these gigs for me to come do the show and And i'm like it's no you know secret that to be on drag race especially in all-star season that costs a lot of money to get all those all your costumes made and the hair and the the shoes and all it's expensive to be on drag race yeah so like the queens, uh, to only give the queens who who've done this, uh, you know, potentially up upwards of three times, 
only a hundred thousand dollars is a little bit of a slap in the face. That's a, it's a little disrespectful. Yeah, so I mean, it would need to be enough, and also be enough to make sense for them to can like I said, cancel all of these gigs that they're doing Canceling because gigs, like. Absolutely. Okay, so I pulled up. So according to the internet, the rumored cast for superstars that's on the Drag Race wiki, um, which is saying that the superstars began filming late June of 2021. So this is the rumored rumored cast of Jada Essence Hall. Which I think makes sense in my brain because, like, she went over quarantine and would probably like to do something that's a little bit more exciting mm-hmm. than, like, I want to win and then be able to go to her. And then also on this list is Jinx Monsoon. I know Jinx um, has kind of gone back and forth in the past. She, like, I think it just... Like I think it kind of depends on her mental health that week, but uh-huh. since Jinx has been sober, I think it's been probably something that she's like, I could do this. Um, and then you got a Monet exchange. Mm-hmm. Raja. Diohara? No, winner Raja. Raja Gemini. Sutan. Shea Coulee. The Vivian. Interesting. Tr- Trinity the Tuck and okay. Evie Oddly. Alright. I mean, the people who that have vehemently like turned it, turned down the possibility of doing it have uh, aren't showing up, so that makes sense to me. It does to me too. Like, oh, I don't see up. Bob... Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll talk more about that. Maybe never. Maybe never. Uh, JJ and I will talk more about this probably during the break, which we're going to right now. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Back, 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 back again. Hell yeah. <laughs> Work. Um, so we live in a world where we don't know when the next Marvel thing's coming out because, like, the next thing that's actually on the schedule for Marvel Marvel, like MCU Marvel, is Doctor Strange. That shit ain't coming out till May. Yeah, so we're... We're trying to branch out, y'all. And this, even so, this is not really that branching out much. It's not because it's still on Disney Plus. We're living in a Star Wars world. Because guess what, y'all? Book of Boba Fett just released. By just released, I mean, I mean, it did just release. We're recording this after midnight, so episode two is like technically on Disney Plus yeah, right now. Just, just <laughs> uploaded. But um, we're gonna talk about episode one, y'all, because it was actually really good. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, Uh, And I'm actually really surprised because the trailer, I was like, am I going to hate this? This Is this not going to be what I want? Very boring. (laughs) But for like the fact that like the first like 10 minutes of the episode has zero dialogue was 
fascinating. And it was like, and it was exactly what I loved about the first like few episodes of the first season of Mandalorian. There was no dialogue because you didn't need it. And I was like, and it would have like cheapened what we were seeing. And yeah, I, I was like, you, yeah. It was very clear what we were watching. It was like, we didn't need to be, no one needed hand-holding through those first 10 minutes. We knew exactly what was going on, and we were just able to enjoy it unfold without any uh, heavy-handed narration or, you know, stupid, insipid dialogue in between to kind of carry the momentum forward. We were just able to watch as the story unfolds from, you know, basically giving us, like, the moment where we last see Boba Fett in the in the film series, and then because we last see him get eaten by the giant sarlacc. Yep. And then we literally just this the, the opening episode just kind of picks up from that moment. Well, I mean, what's great about this uh, book of Boba Fett episode is that we see bits of things that were before all of that. Like we see baby Boba when Jango Fett died. In uh, Attack, Attack of the, of the Clones. Clones. Yes. Which was great, though, is because it was the same footage, but, like, different angles and, like, framing of it. So it was a little bit different. So it felt like it was fresh, even though it was recycled footage, which I thought was great. It was the same thing of seeing, like, Camino, and um, where, like, all of the clones were made. Because also, because I watched Bad Batch... Nobody else on our podcast watched it, but I watched The Bad Batch, and it spent a lot of time in Camino and showing how things were, and we learned that the main character in The Bad Batch, who was a, a young girl named Omega, was uh, a another variant from Jango Fett as a clone, so is Boba Fett's sister in, you know quotation marks loose terms right but like that's how they refer to is like i'm the sister variant of the of the clones and so there's been like people talking about because there's like in marvel there's been like oh we're starting to pull from these cartoons from what if and putting them into live action are we doing that with these cartoons in the Star Wars universe, because there's a thought talks that we could see a grown up live action version of Omega from the Bad Batch in here. And because like that's as soon as I did, I was like, oh, my God, it's Camino <gasps> Omega. And then I was like, then forgot that she existed because I got wrapped up in the Boba Fett stuff like you're supposed to. But <laughs> there's that thought. It could happen. <laughs> Theories are rolling. If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to like scream and cry. I don't really care, but it would be cool. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It'd be like the Star Wars universe trying to create their own MCU-style interconnectivity. I mean, I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be it's stupid. Smart. Yeah. I was gonna say it's smart. It worked. If you do it right, it works very well. We've seen it work very well. I would not be angry with these things connecting a little bit more, and um, because as of right now, the Mandalorian. Um, series has felt very disconnected from the rest of the universe, which has been fine. But um, with the book of Boba Fett being the direct offshoot of the Mandalorian, you have the connection there 
Um, but it's nice to see a little bit more connectivity to the rest of the universe. Well, I think that's why, um, like, the finale of The Mandalorian, the last season of Mandalorian was so epic, because it finally did kind of connect us to the what we know of the Star Wars universe, because we get to see... It, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the ending of the last season of Mandalorian, we get to see a young Luke Skywalker, I believe post... Uh, What's the fourth? What's the the sixth movie? Was that Revenge of the Sith? No, nope, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. I can never keep those straight, but like I was. Assuming... Which is hysterical. We just watched them all in order. Just watched it as in like oh, it's basically been uh, half a year since we've seen that. Like it's been months. <laughs> I mean that's fair, but still, like relatively speaking, we just went through all of these. Yeah, even while we were doing, it, I still couldn't keep track of it. So. Uh, story still checks out, but uh, <laughs> but I believe it isn't it like we we see Luke Skywalker post sixth movie, but before the seventh, before we see old yeah. man Luke. Yeah, we see old man Luke at the end. So like, I want to say like the time period is like, it is like not long after, um, Return of the Jedi, and I want to say it's supposed to be like. 20 years before Force Awakens. Something like that is like the time frame that we're in. It's in that nice little nezzly place right in between. And I'm okay with the like the world that we're living in and the time frame that we're living in because it's kind of interesting and fun. Because it still um, takes place during part of the trilogy that most people care about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's a, like, I don't know, it's fun to explore. And, uh, Ming-Na as, uh, Fennec Shan is so Still good. kicks so much ass. Uh, my favorite line is when she, the, you know, Boba Fett is getting, like, receiving gifts from all the, like, other, like, other, like, minions or whatnot. And one uh, guy comes up and he's like a representative of like the mayor of the town or something. And he's like, I didn't bring you a gift. I bring, uh, the gift is that uh, we're I'm here. He's like, I'm here as your gift, like as a representation of good faith <laughs> kind of thing. And, he, and then ming is like, can I kill him now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no, because the best part is that because he goes, you... And now, what are you giving me to bring back That's to the right. mayor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, no, you give me a gift now. And then ming was like, should I just kill him? Can I just kill him? <laughs> and I'm like, work, ming Absolutely. Oh. And she does kick so much ass in the end of the episode where she, like, takes on, she, like, runs off and takes on two of the assassins by herself. And I'm like, fuck it up, bitch, fuck it up. Fuck it up, bitch, fuck um. it up. So when they're doing like their parkour across the rooftops, um, like all of like the recap videos and people doing like in-depth analysis were all like, it's like Assassin's Creed. It's like these video games. I'm like, I don't play any of that. The one thing that popped through my mind is they're jumping across those rooftops is one jump, head of the bread line. (laughs) I'm like, it's so Aladdin. It looks like it, like it, like they're on Tatooine. Also, can we fucking go anywhere besides Tatooine? Tatooine is so fucking boring. What is it with Star Wars and getting their protagonists, having them always start their origin stories in fucking deserts and sand pits? 
I'm like because it's always the same sand pit because it's always Tatooine. The only time we were on a different sand planet was the start of Force Awakens because we started on a junk planet instead for Rey. Otherwise, it's always Tatooine. Why? It's not even <laughs> because Why? people are so unoriginal. It's like like I get why we're starting here because this is where we left them. This is where we left uh, Boba Fett because he's coming back to take over for Jabba. Jabba is the mob boss of where? Tatooine! But can we go somewhere else? <laughs> Please, for the love of God. And then we're getting the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which I'm really excited about. I can't wait to watch it. But guess where Obi-Wan Kenobi is during this time frame that we're going to spend in? Tatooine! <laughs> because that's where he is. Because that's where baby Luke is. Like, he goes and he, like self-isolates on Tatooine so he can keep an eye on Luke growing up and Luke grew up in Tatooine. I don't care about Tatooine anymore. For the, like, okay, Let's have an origin... Like, let's spend more time on Hoth, the ice planet. Let's go back to Mustafar, the, you know, the cool, like, deserty place. I would even love to spend some time on, like, pre-splody Alderaan. That'd be cool. Let's go hang out on Alderaan. Oh, that giant... Isn't that the, the giant city planet? Uh, well, Alderaan is where Princess Leia was from, and then that's where they blew it up in the New Hope. What's the giant city planet that I'm talking about? Uh, giant city planet... Uh, no. I don't think we've ever spent a lot of time on Alderaan. We're aware of Alderaan, but we never actually go there. We just watch it blow up. Are you thinking of the gambling city? No. It was, it's a whole The idea is that it was, it's an entire, like the entire planet is a giant city. Like a metropolis city. Naboo? Is it Naboo? I Where do, I do want to say it was from the prequel movies. It was from the prequels, and it's like it might be Naboo because that's where Queen Amidala was from. But isn't she was the senator from Naboo. Naboo? Isn't there parts of Naboo where, uh, like, that's where the Gungans are kind of like, and they're in like underwater parts. Yeah, but there's also a big like city that they lived in. Or are you think like where like, are you thinking of where the the Jedi had their council? I don't know anymore. <laughs> There's too much Star Wars. Um, regardless, for the love of God, let's go anywhere but Tatooine. I'm over Tatooine. Coruscant. We... It was Coruscant. Oh, Coruscant. Yeah. There it is. That's where the um, the Galactic Empire kind of was like situated. That's where they. Ha that's where they had their Senate meetings, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Coruscant. Yeah, I don't know. I'd love to see more of anything but Tatooine. But we're going to spend a lot of time with Tatooine for the next few series. I settle and... for Tatooine at this point. <laughs> for the love of God, let's just go to Tatooine then. <laughs> for, for, for serious. <sighs> uh, 
I still think a series on Mustafar would be hysterical because it's the lava planet. Just all, just all lava. That and every time I say Mustafar, I think of Mufasa. <laughs> hysterical. But yeah. Um, I'm looking at our notes and then you have Cobra Kai season four question mark. Oh, I was, it, it was, was that it, your reminder to watch Cobra Kai season four? Well, I just didn't know if you wanted to officially go into the book of Boba Fett or if you wanted to go a little bit beyond stuff that we've, you know, out of the universe. That we usually talk about. That we usually talk about. We could do something like a Cobra Kai, which is not necessarily Disney nor Marvel MCU related. I mean, I'm fine they, to talk they, about Cobra Kai at some point. I although, I mean, to be fair, I have also, <laughs> I was going to say, I've also already binged the entire series. It all dropped at once. Yeah, and I spent the day watching, like, I spent, like, two days watching just nothing but Cobra Kai. And no, I will that, say... You were watching Empire. <laughs> Uh, I'm aware because it was, hey, do you want to watch Empire with us? We're going to start watching it on Sunday nights. Sure. Okay. We're going to watch episode one through. I don't know what. I'll text you and let you know. Okay, great. Um, 2.30 in the morning. (laughs) At 2.30 in the morning, I get a text. So we somehow got to episode seven. And I'm definitely watching more tomorrow. And I'm like, cool. I'm not watching Empire with you guys. This is not, I'm not going to be able to find the time to watch all of this. So I watched all of Cobra Kai instead. And it was really good. Yeah, because they're only, what, 20 minute, half hour little bits? Yeah, they're oh, like... Um, all I will say about Cobra Kai is that the return of Terry Silver was absolutely brilliant. Oh, nice. And I didn't think it would be this cool having him in this universe here for, like, Cobra Kai. It's brilliant. And he's sticking around for season five, and I'm excited. Yeah, and I, if I remember correctly, I think they are aiming for either a season six or seven, uh, like, completion for the series. Because I don't think they're going to... I think they're trying to kind of keep it within a six-series, six-season scope. So, um, it'll be interesting how they, like, start to wrap up whatever story arcs they're um, either trying to uh, have created in this season or continuing forward uh, from previous seasons. (laughs) Um, I think they have, they have, they have enough material. Like I'm like, and this was one of those things that I saw again on a wrap up of like the whole season. I think I was watching double toasted and they said, this was the first time in this show's history where the last episode of season four ended. And I immediately went, but I want season five, like yesterday. (laughs) I need it now. I need to know what's going on. Like, what the fuck? Like, it ends on such a good cliffhanger as far as, like, setting up the next season that you're like, but I can't wait. I can't wait that long for another season. How how very dare you? Because um, Cobra Kai is, like, the best description I got of, got of this show was that this show shouldn't work. This show shouldn't be good. But it's fantastic because it shouldn't work. 
And it's so weird that it started as a YouTube Red series. I know. Isn't that bizarre? Oh, and it's funny because you could tell with the budget in season one, you're like, oh, you had no money. You had zero budget. <laughs> and But Ralph Macchio was like, we're going to make this because it'll be fun. Yeah, and then was Ralph Macchio, honestly. Oh, I love William Zappa, too. Like, the two of them are just so fun and silly and wonderful. And I'm happy that they decided to make Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, oh, I'll get a, ch- I'll definitely get a chance to binge that, and then we, we can like maybe talk about it later. I just put it on our notes just because I know it like kind of uh, dropped around the same time as the Book of Boba Fett, and it was an an alternative to something that if we wanted to go in a non Disney Marvel MCU direction for us to, and it's like what like I said like thirty minute little episodes. It's not a super uh like hard oh yeah no it's not crazy and so whatever you watch by the time like anything that wherever you get to if you finish the whole season or you only watch half of it or whatever we'll talk about it next week on the pod and we'll uh we'll we'll give more thoughts and opinions but i will say right now that season four i think is my favorite season of the whole series so far wow so good that's exciting yeah. All right. So, um, hey, JJ, did you watch The Nanny? I have actually a couple of uh, entries into the Fuck Watch 2022 edition now that we're in the new year. Yeah. Uh, one of them is less exciting than the other because it's ba- it was basically a dream, but it was still like they were necking for sure. Um, <laughs> but there was a. Uh, I, I there was an episode where we get introduced to because we already know Grandma Yetta, yes, who is Fran's maternal grandmother. But there's an episode where we get Fran's paternal grandmother, and her name is Netta. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Netta. <laughs> I've never seen Netta before, so to have them both Yetta and Netta together. Is I, I I thought the world was gonna end. I didn't realize like if this these two powerhouse things could collide and not just implode space time. <laughs> I will say I think that's the only episode you see Netta in. I would not be surprised if that is the case, um, because Yetta is far more interesting than Netta. Because Netta absolutely is, Netta is Yetta in pink. That's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't mind it. Giving me very umbrage without crazy bitchitis is what I put on my uh, is what I put on my notes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Yetta is far superior than is greater than Netta for sure. Um, but uh, our next entry into the fuck watch, uh, Fran Fine and Maxwell edition is they have a uh, Valentine's Day episode where. Uh, Fran gets a secret admirer who yes. she thinks is Maxwell because, of course, she's going to think it's Maxwell. Of and course. And to kind of return the favor because she goes from zero to 100 in a hot second, buys him a billboard asking him to be her Valentine. <laughs> because, of course, Fran would. Because that's logic. <laughs> And if there's one thing Fran Fine does, it's logic. It's, uh, it is hair and then logic. <laughs> no, no, no. Hair, makeup, 
Then logic. Then logic. Um, but they, there's a moment where, uh, they like get real close to be making, to be making out because Maxwell like real, I mean, th- via Niles, cause Niles is the only one who's actually logical. <laughs> yes. Uh, tells Maxwell's like, oh, you know, she thought it was you. And because it's Fran, she did this ridiculous thing. And now she's probably trying to, uh, save face because she realized, like, oh, Maxwell wasn't the secret admirer. It turns out to be it was Brighton's, like, friend. So she was, like, yeah. super embarrassed. And so of she, course. like, goes to kind of, like, paint over the billboard. But in classic Fran Fine uh, style, she gets, like, stuck on the, like, the, you know, the that little uh, escalator, that wooden escalator thing that, you know, you see on scaffolding. Yes. Uh, because, duh, her friend Val is there and Val like trips the wire or something and it causes it to like break and so she's just hanging there for dear oh, life. Oh Val. Oh Val. There's she falls into like some sort of like tree like, like rooftop garden and she's like, "Oh hey, there's a party down here." <laughs> and there's a lot of cute guys and Fran's like, "Get numbers." She's like, and then Val's like, Oh, wait, there's only cute guys. And then Fran's like, oh, get recipes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, because they're all gay. <laughs> Giggles. Giggles. But um, so, yeah, Maxwell worked his way up to the billboard. And he's like, Fran, you know, you, you, I'm really flattered that you did this for me. And in fact, it makes me feel really like I don't think that I've, anybody has shown this kind of affection towards me ever. And they, like, get real close to be making out, but then, like, the cops arrive because they're on a billboard in the middle of the night. <laughs> Hysterical. But this, the other entrance into uh, Fuck Watch is a little less exciting because it, it was just a dream, but they straight make out. Yes. And you're like, oh, my God, it's happening. And then they're like, just kidding. You're just like, kidding. God it's damn it. Dream. But, uh... Fran apparently was like a foot model in her younger days, and so they have like a a reunion. Oh no, that was a, that's a different episode. I'm talking. There's a, an episode where she. Uh, oh no, it's the same one. Yeah, because she fears that her feet are big because she went to the plastic surgeon with her mom, and he he said that like, oh yeah, your nose and feet continue to grow, and she was a former foot model, so she's like, oh no, I'm super self conscious about my feet now. Um, so she has like a nightmare about, you know, going to the modeling agency reunion and she's got like giant gross feet. (laughs) And then she wakes up from that nightmare to find Maxwell saying like, oh, consoling her and saying, oh no, you you have tiny little feet. You're so beautiful. And then they like get really close and start like fucking making out. And then she actually wakes up from the dream and she's like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, same girl, same. Uh, for real. And then so uh, she like ends up going back to sleep for some reason or whatever. And Maxwell kind of feels guilty feeling, you know, because, you know, seeing Fran so distraught about her her feet. And so he like tries to do, tries to go over and console her like Fran dreamt in the in her dream. And so she wakes yeah. up and finds him like saying the same stuff she did before. She's like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> you you already said that before." And then she like pinches herself because she's like, "Am I am I dreaming still?" 
And she's like, no, I'm, I'm definitely awake. <laughs> and they, like, come in again for, like, a really close moment, and it looks like they're about to kiss, but he's like, oh, I'll, I was just going to say I was going to accompany you to the, to the reunion. And she's like, oh, God damn it. Go back to my, let me go back to my dream. It was better than that. <laughs> I mean, hell yes. But it's, there's, there's a couple of moments where, like, I don't think that there is. Yeah, I think in every single episode that I saw this week, there has always been some sort of double entendre of her and Maxwell either, like, making out or, like, straight fucking or whatever. Like, there's always some sort of, like, double entendre. Like, they're hitting it hardcore this season. I mean, it's because they're getting closer to the, to, the, to the end goal. To the end game, man. Mm-hmm. This is our Infinity War Heading towards the end game. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to see a few characters get dusted in the mean, in, for now, and but we'll see them. We'll come back. We'll get everything. Will be fine. But we need to get to. It's a necessary sacrifice to get to where we want to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, will it happen in season four? Will it ha- I'm all, I'm last couple of episodes of the season. Maybe it'll happen this season. Who knows? I don't think it'll happen this season. I don't think it'll happen next season, honestly. But we shall find out in the next edition of Fuck Watch. Oh, shit. My phone. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> I got too excited. <laughs> I, I take my Fuck Watch very seriously. <laughs> God damn it. We're a podcast with integrity. <laughs> um, and on that note, um, let's take a break. Take a break and imagine Maxwell and Miss Fran Drescher just straight fucking. Uh, straight fucking, not to be confused with the gay fucking that they could be doing. No, they could be doing the gay fucking. Although, uh, I would honestly wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and break. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot with the housing market right now, Joanna. Have I not told you about Capital Realty Center? Oh, the premier realty group that supported and succeeded throughout the California landscape? Now I remember. If that's what you're looking for, call Kathy Johnson at 916-606-0687 to win that next bid. That's Kathy Johnson with Capital Realty Center at 916-606-0687. License number 02021378. We're back. Hello. I don't know what that beat was. I don't know what that beat was. But that's the one that came out of my mouth. Hot. Wow. Um, I totally went around to a drag queen tonight, and she went, "Thank you." I felt very powerful. Um, Who was it? But... Uh, was it Bud? No, it was Rosalina. Oh, uh, Rosalie, second number. Yeah. Oh, that that cabaret number. Ooh, yeah. And that's exactly the noise they made when she walked by. And she went, "Ooh, thank you." And I was like, "You're welcome." Because <laughs> I was here for it. And I thought it was really cute that they they gave a, her birthday shout out to the queen and the 
in the uh, audience. Right, I wanted her dress. Her dress was really cute. Those boots. I want it. I want it. I want it. Um. Anyways, let's <coughs> talk about some trailers. For sure. Yo yo. Um. So um, some shits coming out in March, and that's exciting. Also, I'll believe it when I see it, but some shit's coming out in March. Um, we have The Lost City, which is coming out March, question mark, because it just said March in the trailer <laughs> and in the article. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is starring uh, a Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt and Daniel fucking Radcliffe. Absolutely. And what's hilarious is that in that opening, like, little, uh, they're doing, like, a little opener skit thing for the trailer. And Daniel Radcliffe, like, walks up in between Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock, who are towering over this little man. (laughs) They are both six feet taller than Daniel Radcliffe, easily. Because he's, like, this little boy in between this, like, Amazonian glamazon and fucking chiseled Channing Tatum. Oh, yeah. No, like, like, Daniel Radcliffe's, like, 5'6", maybe. Mm. Like, he is, he's not a tall man. No, he's tiny. My favorite thing ever is watching the Tony number for, uh... Any, how to succeed in business without really trying when they did the revival starring Daniel Radcliffe because at one point they all like all of the men like put their arms around his sh- their shoulders and they're doing like like this like kick line kind of like number bit mm-hmm. and they're all doing it and the guys closest to Daniel Radcliffe are kind of like shouldered slightly because he's so much shorter than everybody else yeah. <laughs> And you're like, oh, it's uncomfortable. Oh, make it go quickly. They're in such pain. <laughs> Don't make a stop. But anyways, The Lost City looks like a it looks like a fun little adventure movie. Um, so Sandra Bullock is a writer of adventure novels, and uh, Channing Tatum is living his best delusional life because he's the cover model, like a <laughs> yes, Fabio, like a Fabio character for these for these yeah. for these romance adventure novels. So he's like the model they take pictures of for the cover, and he low key believes that he's this person still. And then Sandra Bullock gets kidnapped by Daniel Radcliffe, who wants to use Sandra Bullock's like, like ingenious mind of figuring out how to create these mysteries and adventures to have her solve it so she can find this lost treasure for him. Like an actual, be an actual An actual treasure. (laughs) Yeah, do the actual adventure. And Sandra Bullock's like, no, I don't want to. And Channing Tatum (laughs) and then Channing Tatum shows up because I think he's like low-key in love with her and he's like, I'll go guys. I'm here to save you. And then, and then there's like the real life version of who like Channing Tatum Tatum thinks he is, and it's played Pitt. by Brad Pitt, and it's perfection. <laughs> I, I'm so excited for this movie, and it's... I want to say it's being put on by Paramount, so it'll probably be in theaters and also on Paramount Plus or on Paramount Plus pretty quickly. Um. Because we also live in a world where the only thing coming out in March that I really want to go, like, really spend time in a movie theater with a bunch of people with is the Batman movie. 
So right. there's that. But I'm really excited for this Lost City movie. It looks really cute and adorable. And I'm like, this this just looks like fun. Yeah, it, it, it definitely reads like old school, like rom- not romantic comedy necessarily. It's adventure comedy. But yeah. It's like, like romance adventure comedy. It's it's it is it feels nostalgic in a way. It feels like a, a style of a movie genre style that we haven't really seen a lot of lately, because it seems like either too, uh, uh, like uh, like not elevated enough or. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the Brendan Fraser mummy series. Yeah. Like, they're campy and kind of dumb, but at the same time, like, wildly, like, entertaining and enjoyable. And obviously, like, low-key really good. (laughs) Right? Like, it's not going to be one of those movies that wins any awards. And I'm okay with that. It's self-aware. It knows what it is. And that's what, like, it'll be a rousing, what, like, two-hour film. And I'm here for that. I'm ready for it. It's real silly. Okay, and so the next movie that I have on our little uh, things that are coming up was the trailer that I saw for a movie called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. It's coming out March 25th, and it is being produced by A24 Films, which means it's going to get weird as shit out of nowhere. (laughs) It's going to start out like a movie. And you're going to be like, this is a movie that I'm watching and this is fun. And then it's going to take a hard left turn and you're going to be like, how the fuck did we end up here? <laughs> this um, is bizarre. Because that's what these movies do. But so this is, and it looks like a predominantly Asian cast, which is very exciting, but it's centering around Michelle Yao. And Michelle Yao. And Michelle Yao, um, really that bitch just seems to want to do her taxes. But she keeps getting getting pulled into like other alternate realities. <laughs> right. And she just she just wants Jamie Lee Curtis to do her taxes. Just let me just give me the what is it the W nine W twos and just file my goddamn federal tax. Can you just get me done with this? It's it's on my to do list. It's on my chore list. I need to get it done. Just let me do this. But no, I have to get sucked into basically the a multiverse. multiverse of myself and have to team up with myself to do... Defeat the bad guys. To defeat the, you know, something that's threatening some sort of multiverse thing. Uh, it is giving me very much that Jet Li movie back in the day called The One, um, where it's very similar. Jet Li's character kind of gets introduced to a multi um, a multiverse where a lot of different versions of himself are trying to kill him in order to like gain the ultimate power be the one it's giving me very much that vibes but like this feels a little bit more uh out of left field because isn't there one point where everybody has googly eyes yeah, there was a thing where everybody had googly eyes during the trailer, and I didn't understand it. You're and like, I'm okay what? not understanding it. Because it's an A24 film. Like, that's what you expect. You expect the unexpected. And you're like, I, some shit's going to come out, and I'm going to be like, huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, sure. And there was googly eyes, and you went, huh. Okay. Um, but no, it looks really cool. Like, And Michelle... Uh, Yo, is like she's at one point like 
Like, so, like, the implication that I'm getting from the trailer is that she, as her, like, original, like, it's not even original self, but the self that we're following that is trying to get her taxes done, can tap in at any point into her multiverse and learn and gain and utilize the skills that these all of these ones have. So at one point it shows her like tapping into like the Michelle Yeoh who is like one of like the signs like holders that like spins the signs to get mm-hmm. you to go and like to go and like switch insurance or go buy a car over here. Yeah. And she's like switching but she's like holding on to like a car door or something like that. Like it looked like a car door, I think. And she's like swinging it around to use it to like block all of these fights. And then she has it like, and then it's like switching back and forth between like herself. And then like this like sign swinger person who's like swinging the sign and then like twirling it over their backs. And then you see like this like shield or car door or whatever she's using, go over her back to like stop block a punch or getting hit with something. And you're like, that's just cool. That's it looks just, fun. Exactly. That's like that's just cool. It's neat. <laughs> but if we want to talk about movies that have come out of left field, the last movie I have for your consideration oh is called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It is premiering in theaters on April 22nd, and it is starring a one Nicolas Cage who is starring as not even as a joke, you guessed it, Nicolas Cage. Because usually you're like, hey, did you see that Nick Cage movie where he played Nick Cage, but it was really somebody else? No, he's really just playing himself. He is. Um, so the movie follows. I'm going to even read this description because I still don't believe it. And I watched the trailer like four times and I'm still like, <laughs> what the fuck? All right. The movie follows a debt-ridden cage as he accepts a million-dollar offer to attend a wealthy superfan's birthday party played by Pedro, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> the Mandalorian asked Nicolas Cage to be <laughs> yes. in his party. <laughs> yes. Um, and also what's great in the trailer is that he gets this party pitched to him by Neil Patrick Harris. He's like, it's for a million dollars. He's like, so where is it again? So he's in Spain. <laughs> right. And then when things turn sour and he's recruited by the CIA to help execute a mission, Cage must embody his most iconic on-screen characters to save himself and his family. It's absolutely ridiculous of a concept. And the fact that Nicolas Cage is so... He's like so in on the joke about himself that he's willing to even participate in this movie is by far the best the the most hilarious thing to think about i that is ridiculous of a concept and it's like of course nicholas cage would be like yeah i'll play myself playing my other selves to save myself (laughs) i never knew i needed a movie to exist so badly until i saw this trailer and i was like yeah. Yeah, that that's what I want. I want this movie because he did that weird movie where I was like I joked about it because it was like a Five Night at Freddy's like spoof, but he was like 
beating the shit out of like animatronics that came to life at like a Chuck E. Cheese type of thing. Oh, and yeah. And it was basically Five Nights at Freddy's, but it was different. And I already forgot what it's called. But you're like, and he didn't really say anything. He just beat the shit out of things. So I was like, that's that's Nick Cage being aware of what Nick Cage is good at. And I'm excited about this. No, like, And then he was like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I heard that sentiment and I'm going to raise you. I'm going to be so self-aware that I'm not even going to play a character. I'm going to play me. I am going to play the me that you all think that I am and you're going to eat it up. And um, true story, I'm here to eat, man. I'm I'm ready for dinner. I'm hungry. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah. Give the, it to me. Give it to me all day. The movie you're thinking about was is called Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. That's what it is. And you best believe I was that like, Shane and I watched that shit. <laughs> oh, I is, believe that you did. It is bonkers. It is absolutely bonkers. I expect nothing less. It's called Willie's Wonder. It's Five Nights at Freddy's, but a movie. There was another like recent Nick Cage movie where he literally, like, his pig gets stolen, and then he goes on a rampage to find his pig, and it's called Pig. <laughs> yep. And that's that's a movie that exists too. That's literally just the, what the movie is, and you're just like, huh? Nick Cage just really don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, remember when Nick Cage was like a good actor? He was, like, award-nominated and shit. Like, remember when he did The Rock? Yeah. That was a great movie. He did, like, even in the 80s, he did a ton of, like, those really successful... Con Air is wildly, you know, celebrated as, like, an action movie classic. And And now Nick Cage is playing... And now he's playing Nick Cage, and you know what? I'm happy. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I'm not angry at all. <laughs> nope. And that's going to, like, you know how I said I wouldn't go to, like, I'm like, mm, I'm not ready to risk my life to go to the movie theaters to go see that Sandra Bullock movie. I absolutely am ready to risk my life to see this Nick Cage movie. That movie can come out tomorrow and it could be, like, you, there, because they don't check your, like, vaccine status at the movie theaters and you're like, mm, Omnicrom's getting real, y'all. But I'm like, but Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage. <laughs> this is this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. We need right? To, we need to. This needs to be in my soul. This is what this is. This is where we're at, friends. But um, speaking of where we're at, we're at the end. We did it. We're at the end, y'all. Quite a journey. <laughs> we made it. We made it to the end of our journey. Um, we did it. We did it. We did it. You're welcome. <laughs> Calm down, Dora. <laughs> um, we don't even apologize for the fact that we went crazy tonight. Cause you know what? You're welcome. That was a gift for you. Yeah, just accept it. Somebody, somebody <laughs> needs to be excited about it. Cause my bank account's not. <laughs> don't even talk to my bank account. He's angry at me right now. Uh, um, but hey. Thanks for listening to Nobody Asked Our Opinion. You can send us an email with any and all of your opinions at nobodyaskedouropinion at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Nobody Asked Our Opinion. You can listen to us on YouTube at Nobody Asked Our Opinion Podcast. You can follow me at Joey Snow 2006 and you can follow JJ at PioMan underscore zero five. Follow our unpaid intern, Natalia, at the Third Rule Creative and Miranda the 10-Minute Recap Master at Miranda D. Lawson. And 
our producer Jonathan at Jelly Sound. Rate us and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends to check us out. Join us on Thursdays, usually, <laughs> uh, to hear us talk more about pop culture bullshit and uh, fun things happening around the world and things that we're doing. And, um, yeah, once we get settled, I'm hoping we'll be settled in a space soon where we can, like, have a set time to record and get that scheduled. We might actually do more things, like return to our Saturday shows. What? Um, but I make no promises because we have lives and expenses and things that we have to do. And apparently we're going to a drag show once a month now. You guys are very welcome. <laughs> but um until the next time bye 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 goodbye now bye 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 are they gone